Welcome to Awaken to Grace. Today we are in 1 Samuel chapter 1, and I love our study today because I think that so many of God's people are stuck. We are either stuck in the past or we are stuck in the present, and Satan loves to isolate God's people. One of his choice weapons is, is discouragement. And so today we're going to look at the story of Hannah and how not just for a few weeks or a few months, but literally the Bible says year after year, Hannah prayed for one specific request. And we're going to see how she persevered. We're going to see how she didn't get stuck in the past or in her present circumstances, but God gave her the grace to look beyond her present trial. Today, I hope this sermon brings you great hope, great encouragement, and builds your faith as we learn how to look beyond our present trial to the promises that God has for us. I'm glad you're joining me today on Awakened to Grace. I got a specific word today that I know the Holy Spirit has shared with me to share with you. It's not only a word for you, but I'll be quite honest, it's also a word for me. These are some of the things that the Holy Spirit is speaking directly into my life right now at the current moment. I feel like Satan has got many of us in a place where we feel trapped and we feel stuck. I don't have to tell you that this year has been an immensely difficult year. But I believe that what God wants to do next year is quite extraordinary. And may I say, in the last part of this year as well. The Lord spoke to me some years ago and told me to prepare myself that October, November, and December would be months of an open heaven over our church. I remember that year I got with the worship team and I told them what the Lord had told me. I felt as though I had prepared myself and October came and went, November came and went, December came and went, and it did not seem as though the Lord had done anything extraordinary. It felt as though it was business as usual. And it bothered me a great deal. And I know I spent much of January questioning. And I asked the Lord many times, was it me? Did I, did I miss, it, miss it? Was it our leadership? Did we miss it? How did we miss this great move of God in our midst? How did we miss this open heaven that you promised, Lord? And I'll never forget, it was around February, a couple months later. It was February, March. And I'll never forget what the Holy Spirit said to me. So gently and so sweetly, the Holy Spirit said, Chad, I told you October, November, December. I never told you what year. (laughs) Prepare yourself. Amen. So all of these years later, I've always looked forward to this time of the year because I don't know when the Lord is going to do what he promised. Amen. But I'm in anticipation of it. Perhaps you are someone today that you are anticipation of what God has promised you, or perhaps you are someone that you are about to give up on what God has promised you. 
You're about to walk away from what God said he would do. Perhaps you're getting an attitude of if God was going to move, he would have already done it. Well, my friends, I want to share with you some thoughts today from 1 Samuel chapter 1. And I want to encourage you today that where God wants you, where God wants me, is where we can see beyond our current trial. The Bible introduces us to a remarkable woman named Hannah. And Hannah was married to a good man, and his name was Elkanah. In those days, it's common to have many wives. Well, the Bible says that Elkanah had two wives. He had Hannah, and he had Paniah. The Bible teaches us in 1 Samuel 1, the first few verses, that Paniah had many children. She had sons and daughters, but Hannah was unable to bear children. And what the Bible tells us, which is actually quite fascinating, the Bible says, if you'll look at it with me in verse 5, and then it reinforces it in verse 6, twice the Bible tells us in this text that the Lord closed Hannah's Womb. Now, isn't that interesting? How many years did Hannah go thinking something was wrong with her? Something was wrong with her body. But in reality, the Bible says it was the Lord that closed Hannah's womb. Are you able to see your difficulties that way? Are you able to look back over your life and whatever trials you face today or whatever disappointments that you may have in life, could it be that God has been orchestrating events? And what I appreciate so much about 1 Samuel 1 is that the Bible doesn't say this was only a year's journey. The Bible doesn't say that this was only a few months. No, in fact, the Bible says it was year after year, verse 6, that Paniah grieved Hannah. She made fun of Hannah. She irritated Hannah. She mocked her and provoked her sorely or grievously, the Bible says. Year after year, she bore many children. And can you imagine what it was like for Hannah to live in this household where no doubt Hannah was helping prepare meals, Hannah was helping put children to bed, Hannah was helping corral all of the family children, and yet there she was, barren because the Lord had shut her womb. But see, what Hannah didn't know and what Hannah couldn't see At this point, where we are in the text right now, Hannah could not see beyond her trial. (laughs) Hannah could not see beyond what God was going to do. And again, what I appreciate, you got to keep this in your mind. This isn't a few weeks. This isn't a handful of months. This is year after year. And I know in my heart that I'm speaking today to people in the building as well as watching online that there are many of you that it has been year after year and yet God has not intervened. Year after year and yet God hasn't turned the circumstance. God hasn't answered the prayer. And there are many of us today that we are stuck. We're either A, stuck in the past. And let me tell you, the past is a horrible place for a Christian to dwell. Do you realize that? 
The past is a terrible place for Christians to dwell. Because let me tell you, God's promises are not back in the rearview mirror. You know where God's promises are? They're ahead of you. The future of Christians are absolutely packed with the promises of God. So why do you keep looking in the rearview mirror? Many of you listening today, you are absolutely bound with regret. Some of you are so bound with regrets from past sins. And here you are. You're a child of God. I mean, God himself has completely and utterly forgiven you of all sins of your past. His blood has washed you clean, but yet you can't forgive yourself. God has forgiven you, but you won't forgive you. The Lord is telling me to tell you today, it's time. It is time that you accept the forgiveness of God in your own life. Are you greater than the Lord? Absolutely not. And if God can forgive you, then let me tell you, my friend, it's time for you to forgive you. And it's time for you to let go of regret. Some of you are bound up by regret because somehow in your head you think you missed opportunities. If only you had married that person. If only you had taken that job. If only you had moved to that town. If onlys. My friends, do not get bound with the if onlys of life. Because let me tell you, God has a plan for you. Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. God's promises are ahead of you, not behind you. So stop looking to the past. Stop dwelling in the past. Shut the door today on the past and let the past be just that. Let it be the past. Paul said, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me. Amen. Some of you need to do that today. And then there's some of you stuck in the present. You can't see the forest for the trees. And you know what the Bible is going to help us do today? It's going to help us take the 30,000 foot view. We're going to rise above the trials. We're going to rise above the pressures. We're going to rise above the difficulties. We're going to rise above the adversity. And we're going to take the 30,000 foot view. But see, some of you, you can't see right now because of the present pressures. You can't see the forest because of the trees. No, we're going to rise above it today. God wants us to look beyond the trial. So here's what I want to share with you today, very simply, very briefly. Hannah, it came time for them to go to the temple. Well, not the temple, it hadn't been built yet, but the place where they prayed, where, where Eli, the priest, was. And once a year, the family made their pilgrimage there, and there they offered sacrifices. They ate a great family meal, and they prayed, and then they went home. Well, year after year, the Bible says. You got to look. Paniah had many children. This was a long time. What made this year different? If you're taking notes, I just want you to write that. What made this year different? May I propose something to you today? 
May I propose that Hannah entered a different dimension of praying? Things were different because she prayed different. So watch what happens. The family begins their meal. And the Bible says that Elkanah offered to Paniah a portion, to all of her sons and daughters a portion. But to Hannah, he offered a double portion because he loved her. But Hannah wouldn't eat. Hannah decided to fast. After the family had ate, she went to pray. The Bible says that Eli watched her go in. Now listen, Eli is the man of God over Israel. And Israel was in such a horrible spiritual state that when she prayed, the Bible says her heart prayed, but her lips moved and no words came out of her lips for the prayer was from her heart. And here Hannah poured her heart out before the Lord. And the Bible says that Eli, the man of God, thought she was drunk. You know what that tells me? The man didn't even recognize true, authentic prayer. Could it be that some of you watched people come forward today and pour out their heart, and yet some of you thought, what a waste of time. Could you be an Eli today? Did you watch people pour their hearts out to the Lord, and you thought, well, when are we going to move this thing along? Hannah pours her heart out. And I want you to look at verse 11. I want you to look specifically at what Hannah said. She asked the Lord to look upon her afflictions. And and if you circle in your Bible, I want you to circle this. And Hannah asked the Lord, remember me. Now, isn't that interesting? Remember me. The Bible is going to go on to say that the Lord did hear her prayer. Her countenance changed. (laughs) Do you know what I think? That's the Old Testament's way of saying she went out in faith. (laughs) Now, come on. Say amen if you're with me right now. You know faith will change your countenance. Come on now. Faith will change your countenance. Some of you, you're not walking in faith. That's why you're down all the time. That's why you're gloomy all the time. That's why you're distressed all the time. It's because you're not walking in faith. When you begin to walk in faith, friends, it changes your whole countenance. And Hannah was no longer sad. Nothing had changed in her body. Do you understand? Nothing had changed in her body. See, you can't miss this. When the Lord really works, I'm talking when God intervenes. So, so many of us, we want God to intervene in the situation. What God wants to do is intervene in us first. Things have to change inwardly before they change outwardly. And what happened, Hannah's countenance changed before her body changed. Amen? I would love if the Lord opened my eyes. I would love if the Lord gave me my eyesight back. But let me tell you what I am most confident in. God is producing such sweet fruits of the Holy Spirit that I believe God has me right on track, exactly where the Lord wants me right now at this moment in my life, in my family, in my marriage, in my pastoring.
Because God's changing so much within me before he changes other things. Amen? And I say thank God for it because the fruit is sweet. The fruit is precious. So Hannah leaves. Now, watch, watch with me. You walk down the chapter. The family packs up. They go back home. The Bible says that Elkanah knew his wife. Now that doesn't need any commentary, does it? You know what that means. But look at verse 19. And I want you to circle it. And I want you to link it. But the Lord remembered Hannah. Amen. The Lord remembered her. What's the point, Chad? Now look at the next verse, verse 20. For in due time, she conceived and bore a son. I want you to go with me very quickly to Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. There's a due time for you. There's a due time for your prayers to be answered. There's a due time. And I want to show it to you. The Bible says in Galatians 6.10, do not grow weary in your doing good. Let me tell you, the Lord has a specific word for you today. Don't grow weary in walking with the Lord. See, some of you, I know in my heart, some of you are saying, if I'm going to continue to, to walk with the Lord, I, I need to see this prayer answered. No. It don't work that way. You need to say, as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord no matter what. I don't serve God because of the prayers he answers or doesn't answer. I serve God because he's worthy. And what God would say to you today is Galatians 6.10. Don't grow weary in your well-doing and you're doing good. And then what's the next, what's the next word say? For in due season, in due time, you will reap if you faint not. (laughs) Oh, don't let me break my coffee mug, Lord. In due time. How many of you know God has a due time for you? God has a due time for your prayers to be answered. You say, Chad, then what do I need today to see beyond the trial? (laughs) Because you know what's beyond the trial? The promises of God. And we learned a couple of weeks ago, the promises of God are what? Yes and amen. They are yes, they are certain, they are amen, they shall be accomplished. But what do you do in the process? What do you do between the yes and the amen? Well, let me tell you. Don't grow weary. Don't, grow, don't quit. Don't give up. It's too soon for you to quit. Too many tears have been shed. Too many prayers have been prayed. Too many battles have been won in your life for you to quit now. Don't you dare quit. Don't you dare walk away from church. Don't you dare give up on God. Hebrews 10, verse 36. 
The Bible says, for you have need of patience. Amen. Some versions say endurance. For you have need of endurance. You have need of patience. So that after having done the will of God, you will receive what is promised. Hannah received what was promised. Now see, when you and I go with her to prayer, Now, think about this. Now, think about it. And this is where I finish. Think about it. When you and I go with Hannah in chapter one to pray, she can't see beyond the trial at the moment. She's weeping bitterly. But by the time she finishes her amazing prayer, by the time faith, and you know, faith is a verb. You know that, right? It's action. By the time faith kicks into her soul, by the time faith settles in over her, her countenance changes. Now she can see beyond the trial. And see, the Lord opened Hannah's womb and placed in there a prophet, a priest, a judge, a man of God, Samuel. And then she took the most precious thing that God had ever given her. And you know what she did? She gave him back to the Lord. Look at the last verse of chapter 1 of 1 Samuel. She brings him to Eli and she says, I was the woman who stood before you. God answered my prayer. And she said, now I lend my son back to the Lord. And listen to what she said. And so shall he be lent to the Lord as long as he lives. But do you know what God did for Hannah? She didn't just, he didn't just open her womb for Samuel. She went on and bore more sons and more daughters. Amen. Maybe today you're where Hannah was. You've wept bitterly. Let me ask you a question today. What if Hannah had given up on that trip? After year after year of being provoked, of being mocked, being scorned and ridiculed. What if she had given up that year? Can you imagine? What if she had quit? What if she had said, I'm not praying anymore. I'm not trusting anymore. I've got my hopes up time and time again only to be dashed and God's never answered. See, what Hannah didn't know is that that year God was going to answer. Could it be that you're on the cusp of breakthrough? Could it be that you're right where God wants you? Could it be that what God has closed in your life God's about to open? Could it be that it's God who's orchestrated the events of your life to bring you where you are today? Pray with me. Lord, I pray that your people today will be able to see beyond the trial. Satan would love to make us stuck. (laughs) He would love to tell us nothing's ever going to change. 
What a liar he is. He would love to tell us that you've abandoned us and you don't pay attention and you don't answer our prayers. But no, the reality is we're right where you want us. Right in this great process.